Welcome to Welcome to Petty Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. I use the Seed 2, it's perfect for links golf, plenty long, lovely and soft around the greens. What do you use? Let me know over on social media. On today's show is David Ruddy, teaching professional, growing a community of golfers every day. But first, let's roll that intro. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Donald Donovan is the last corner back. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Welcome to the show. Thank you for pressing play. I'm sitting down here in the Falls Hotel in the heart of North Clare, uh, where I grew up. I'm sitting down with a man who, well, another fella I've been down in the DM with with a couple of months, David Roddy, PJ Professional. Welcome to the show. Paddy, delighted to be here. When was the last time you were in the Falls? Um, the Irish Open. There was, slightly few, uh, there was a few more people here than there is now. Um, I was here for the week and, uh, yeah... Hectic week that was. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, just the whole place, the town. There was something else on in the town as well, so the place was absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole community was involved for the Irish Open, so every night there was, like, a concert up the, the main street of La It was fantastic. But we're here in... Well, this show will go out a little bit later in, in, in a few weeks' time, but this is early February, and the nights have closed in, and the party and festival is a long time gone. But we're here to talk about you, and I suppose from the... F- from the outside looking in, so I, I found you on Instagram, right, uh, the stalker that I am, and it was just really good content you were putting out, and I saw you were based in Loch Grey, and I was like, oh, you must be a Galway man, but you're not. Where are you from? No, I'm uh, from Turles in County Tipperary, and uh, I work out of Ballycastine originally, but I've added on uh, Loch Grey for some extra work. Very good. Plenty of work going on in Galway, I'd say. Yeah, well, it's only actually new um, that I got on to Greg in Loch Ray to start doing some work there, but, like, the feedback has been very good from the page. So, yeah, I'm kind of doing a couple of nights a week up there as well. So before we get into David Ruddy Golf Now 2020, uh, and this is actually one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast uh, anyway, is to find out the stories behind behind the golfers, behind the PGA professionals around the country. And your story is actually really, really interesting, right? From the few bullet points that, that we discussed beforehand, right? So a question I generally ask people in the command is, what is your earliest golfing memory? Um, my earliest memory was like just probably of going to the squash club out in the golf club and then kind of seeing people going out golfing and then one day I think um, the pro Sean Hunt at the time um, asked my mom to put me in and uh, like go for a junior class and I think it just all went from there. So how old were you then? Oh, I'd say eight, seven, eight and then I went to it for a little while then like for maybe a year and then after that I uh, went to play squash and I got to a quite good level at the squash but then ended up going back to the golf. And I suppose, would you have played any other sports being from Turles? So, some people say it's the home of Ireland and it isn't. That's Ennis. 
but like <laughs> would, would Harlan have been a draw if you'd been 8 or 9 years of age yeah I played it up to about under 12 but sure I was on a on a team at um, Park Mar and Michael Cal, I think Who? Park Mar, yeah <laughs> he was two people uh, Michael Cal, um, Pa Burke I remember a few other lads and like sure I had no chance really when you look at them their careers so you're around 10 or 11 and you're like okay the, the other game of sticks is for me the game of golf so you got quite good at it didn't you yeah like I, I, I suppose 10 I was going hard at it by then and then by 11 I know I played the Jimmy Brune when I was 11 off 11 handicap and yeah I kind of progressed pretty good then but I think I was scratch maybe at 15 and yeah it was it was going pretty well at that stage so scratch at 15 means and this is what you're 30 30 now yeah so that's 15 odd years ago so i'm trying to bear in mind like what at what level as a 15 year old playing off scratch you're on interprovincial sides are you or are you Um, ranking well i won the leinster under 14s rory played in that i just remember actually funnily i was thinking back of what i'd done and i rocked up at the, the golf club and Rory sitting balls in the range after his practice round and the dedicated man that he was and I had a breakfast roll in my in my hand and I was eating my breakfast roll and I ended up winning that day but his routine actually worked out a bit stronger in the end. Do you think Rory has ever had a breakfast roll? Um, no, looking at him now he definitely hasn't but like, yeah, he was special then. Like he, he's from the minute I saw him swinging a golf club he just had an aura and he'd be hanging around the putting green at all the tournaments and he'd be asking, do you want to play him in a putting competition? And, yeah, he was something special from an early age. So you won that. So was there any stage of playing off scratch or 15? What, what were the goals then as a 15-year-old? Yeah, just plug on and practice hard, work hard, um, kind of attack the game from loads of sides, like do some yoga, get in the gym, um get my equipment sorted like just hitting trying One to get one second now 15 year olds don't off their own bat say I'm going to do go to yoga right so, so so where did you get those those ideas from was it from um, from home or was it from your professional that you were going to for coaching or who gave you that really good advice as a 15 year old because I know me as a 15 year old um, well I was chasing trying to get into Flannery's and the Hinch or down the back of the month <laughs> so like where, where did that good advice come from um, I don't know. Was it like I know up in Carton House that when I went up there, it was um there was talks of it and yeah, I just came home. I just found a yoga class and the most daunting thing about it was going into it and only like it was just full of women and I was just in the back there. But I kind of got used to it and just tipped away and done my own thing and it was really really beneficial. I felt I could hit balls for longer and it was good for controlling my nervous system when I was playing breed more breed better and stuff like that you know so so what was next for you then so you want to get better at golf you're applying yourself you're doing the yoga you're 15 years of age what were you thinking were you thinking i'm gonna go pro what, what was on the, what was on the brain um well the next year i played the monster youths actually came to turles i was in ty and a great year yeah a great year because i went to america for three months for ty and i went over to an academy called saddlebrook and i was practicing hard over there and then I came home and I done a good bit of practice when I got home and the Munster Youth was coming that was my major at 16 it was an under 21 event but home club um, that was my major and yeah how did you get on? I was 
I played in the final group with Shane Lowry and Niall Kearney. They're still doing okay. Yeah, and Shane, Shane's done a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're going from being side to side with the Matters to being side to side with the Lowrys within a couple of years. So you're keeping good, good, uh, good company. But yeah. Who else was around? Yeah. Well, I fended off the two boys that day. Probably uh, one of the only times I'll fend off Shane Lowry, but. Um, Seamus Power came from the pack with a 65 and he took the spoils so I was second to Seamus that time so we've hit on a couple of points that you're big into yoga you're playing off scratch um, second in a scratch cup an under 21 competition at 15-16 years of age there's a couple of notes I've here of shooting 61 at 15 Um, yeah uh, 10 under in um, under in Turles, which I believe it was a senior cup trial. I played with uh, my mate Paul and who did I play with? Paul and Walter, I think I played with. Tell uh, me you made the team. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, we went out and played, and look, it was actually 61, it was 10 under because the nine hole is a part three, they were doing a bit of work on it. Yeah, and I just, I hold Everton that day, and yeah, it was just, you know, one of them days. It started off as like we we're just going out and um, I think it was a 14-hole trial, but when I was, I think it was seven under after 15 or 14, we stayed going, and I birdied the last three for 10 under. So yeah, but look, it wasn't a competition or anything, but that was my lowest digits to date. Okay, so what was between then and now? Then, I suppose could you could you could you tell us? I suppose where you came from, senior cup for the club, scratch at 15, 16 years of age, doing all the right things. So when in your mind this is another question I try and ask guests is when was the compelling event in your brain when you said I'm going all in on golf was there that moment when or obviously there was when you became a PGA pro but like when did that how old were you when that happened um, I was all in early days like when, when I got to 17 18 I was I actually went and won the Munster Youths then um, a little bit later on but Going to America, I suppose, was when I was all in. I went to IMG. Um, wow, if anyone wants to look up a place to train at golf at a young age, IMG it is. It's called the world's toughest playground. At the time, it was a Ledbetter Golf Academy, but it was a real um, holistic approach to golf. You go over, you get up at 6 in the morning, you play 18 holes, then you go to the range and do your short game, long game, psychology. You're going to the gym in the evening, and then you're just going eating eat sleep repeat you know what I mean and then at the weekend we'd play a tournament and the winner of the tournament would get a lesson with Ledbetter and I was lucky enough to win a couple of the lessons so that was um, yeah like that was where he was living and he was training a lot of players there at the time and that Ledbetter then was really big and how old were you when you went to IMG uh, I was 18 when I was over there and, and what I went a few times I went over and back a few times and what opened your eyes to that was a, that that was an option? Would you believe back when I was in TY, I was in Saddlebrook, and I thought Saddlebrook was an amazing academy, but the boys in Saddlebrook said, oh, the boys in IMG have a way better time, so I had to go and look up IMG, and then I ended up over in IMG, now a little bit more expensive, I will say. Um, but if you're looking to be in an environment of improvement, um, yeah, like it has it all, the facilities, Florida weather that time of year, you know yourself. 
So, well, I don't. I've never been to Florida. I've been to the other side, the West Coast, Jed Sprague country, or to California, Link Soul type of vibe. But I'm yet to discover Florida golf. But definitely somewhere I want to go. Uh, PGA show, definitely want to go there. So that might take me to Florida. But I suppose so. Was the IMG Academy was that an investment from your own pocket that you said, I'm going to invest myself here and try and be the best I can be. Yeah, that was um, that was a backing. Uh, that was my mom made that backing to me, and that was an investment from us to that we were going to give it a shot. Like, and you know, look, I've no regrets in that. Like, because we were going all out, and if for anyone else listening, going for it, you got to go for it. You got to find out um, what's the best route and go for it. Don't look back. Yeah, and like. I have massive respect for, for anyone who, who does make that decision to go all in um, because then you know, you know what yeah. I mean? you're not going to spend the rest of your life going well if I when I was 18 uh, I should have done it you know? 100% so, and so kudos to you yeah 100% more power to the lads out there on the mini tours now even trying and like looking for the break and like if they stay going at it they'll get their break like definitely so you came back 20, 21 years of age I'm assuming um, what was next on, for, on the David Ruddy uh, trajectory? Yeah so just before I left coming home I won on the Moonlight Tour which was actually a pro tour as an amateur and I won a tournament on that by six shots so I was playing really nice when I came home and then I came home and I won the Munster Youths by five shots in Tremor and things were good and then I just had a, like an, a little bit of an off course distraction and it was a big setback for a couple of years and yeah thankfully I'm, I'm out of that kind of situation now and it definitely um, has made me a better person, a stronger person No, very good and that's important to realise as well is that if you do have personal things you need to take care of that, that you rely on your, the people around you for support and that you're strong enough again massive kudos that you're strong enough to say I need help here um, so then you decided to go okay well standard wise maybe not the tour life isn't where I, where I will be yeah successful. I went to Q school and I saw how good they were and yeah I just wasn't at the grade like and but you know I went to Q school and I'm delighted I went there and I mingled with all the guys trying to get on tour and played with some nice players and, and I know what it takes now for guys that if I do ever coach guys going for a tour card that I know the pressure that you're under and um, what you're going to be going through so that will definitely help me going forward as coaching them no definitely like even look at is it David Carey who um, qualified as a went to Q school like 10 12 years ago I think it's David Carey sorry David if it's not you um, but decided like not for me and but now he's 35 10, 12 years later went to Q school and, and has now conditional status I really hope it's you David because it's a brilliant story um, <laughs> but you're 30 so there's still a couple of years and you can still go back to Q school um, if it ever does occur to you but you decided anyway to go down PGA tuition route why? why not go do you know what I'll just work in the pro shop in Thurless um, yeah like I actually do you know what I actually thought the PGA at the start was going to be like um, handy money you know like it's it's a, a step down from a like a, a European tour that like but it isn't it's an absolute highly competitive environment and look if you don't shoot level power better now you're not you're losing money at any event so on the PGA circuit on the PGA circuit yeah, yeah Conor Moriarty is ripping it up isn't he Mr. Uh, 64 65 years every day like I just I have the same comments saved underneath his stuff because he's always getting the win there's a few lads there just absolutely dominant 
dominate the top and more power to them. So you went for the PGA professional f- more for for teaching other 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 people and for getting yeah well, like, look players. It's, PGA is a great ground in there for um, learning um, how to go about teaching people and um, it was just the stepping stone into being a golf coach for me and I I'm grateful that I done it and it's got me to where I am now and I'm going to stay pushing on adding more to that idea oh brilliant so we've come back around to where we kind of started the chat in that you're in Baddock Casino Lock Ray and you came on my radar because I kind of trawled through Instagram looking for Irish golf stories and this was a really good one of someone who excelled as a, as a teenager who went for it and um, hit the limit and then came back and said you know what I'm going to teach the guys teach the teenagers who m- people like me you know who are 15, younger than I, 15 years younger than me and you know give them my learnings of life so they don't have to make so they learn from my mistakes or pass on my experience yeah yeah 100% like um, a few things that I would do is like um, I'd be looking at no confusion for these young guys growing up give them um, I like I really love the stories of players with the one with the one coach growing up like I feel like I made a few um a few mistakes for all the world just trying searching going from coach to coach a little bit too much I, I wish that I stayed with one principle even if it was wrong or right one is better than conflicting um, conflicting uh, opinions you know because yeah. young guys growing up keep it clear in the mind and they will excel a lot more no definitely and even like as a, as an avid golfer I found that even going to the same pro consistently as a six handicapper that I will see better progress over a period of time be it one or two or three years Niall McGlynn were in it for the long haul um, but even even I see that so like for someone of a level of plus two or plus four that you are um, it can only be of massive um, yeah that's the big learning for me is that like um, you must be clear in what you're doing so whatever you're doing be clear in what you're doing so when I have a player coming to me I know his tendencies I know how he feels and or she or she yeah yeah I must actually do I have a few um, girl spotlights coming on the page as well so it's a it's a little bit male so I apologise to all the girls that are looking at my page there's going to be more stuff with girls and it's not been um sexist about it at all yeah we're all, it's all about gender balance and that's yeah. very important but something every PGA professional that comes on I've had a, a handful alright but we'll get around to all of them uh, eventually hopefully um, so what would your approach for anyone listening who's like okay David Ruddy Bally Christine Lockray that's been distance for me to go for a lesson right but just to give an idea of what people can expect so what would your approach to teaching be um, my approach to is holistic for start definitely a, a holistic golf coach um, so technical tactical physical mental lifestyle having a little bit in all them areas can really help like I just said like okay I started off being a technical golf coach changing golf swings technically for the better but then I tried to add some strings to my bow going away doing a psychology course doing strength and conditioning now um, training in yoga, um, uh, looking at uh, going to other golf pros, like top guys in their field, 
and learning from them is one of the biggest, best decisions I've made. So could you give us some examples of people you've looked to for for? Because everybody's trying to be better. Something we, we spoke with Donald Scott a couple of weeks ago is that that's what he's always doing. He's always reading coaching books, um, self-assessing himself in his coaching, because if you want to be coaching or be part of a high-performance environment, you've got to be that the best coach in your field for that high-performance environment. So um, it's good to see that you're doing that. So who would you have reached out to then? Um, well, I would have taken a lesson off Mike Walker and spent a, a day with him um, just quizzing him on stuff. He was, he's really good. Um, he coached uh, Danny Willis, Eddie Pepperell. He's Pete, Pete Cowan's right-hand man. He was good. I met Pete in Dubai. I picked his brain for an hour. He's, uh, he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's the granddad of the, the, the European tour. I think he Irish, knows Irish Open last year on the Tuesday, so it wasn't public access. Being a member, I, I try and mention the Hinge Golf Club <laughs> on every podcast. We've mentioned it a couple of times now. Why not? But I was walking over to Dryden Range on the Tuesday morning around 10, 11 a.m., nobody around like no members no obviously it wasn't open to the public and if anybody knows the castle course the 16th green was being used as like their short game chipping practice here there's a bunker there on the right that i'm never in but pete cowan was in and he was there just working on his own game playing with stuff and i basically had like a 20 minute clinic just quizzing pete on like he had the same stance in the bunker so like picture your left foot at a 90 degree angle to yeah, your right yeah. foot. I, te- like, I teach that. Yeah, you teach that. So yeah. it's just all about reducing um, variables. So like your, your stance is always the same and it's all where your sternum is over the ball. Yeah, it's all to control your low point where you're hitting the sand all the time and your angle of attack. So it's a steep, it's a steep uh, shaft plane with a shallow angle of attack. So you're yeah. hitting the sand at the same level angle of attack all the all time. All the time. And for different shots all you do is adjust the club face open or closed it's so simple yeah but I probably got about a 50,000 euro lesson to yeah yeah did you talk about the great. butterfly grip so the butterfly grip is where you get the strong left hand so you a lot of knuckles on your left hand and a very weak right hand which will um, that keeps the loft on the face so if you want to hit really high the butterfly is a great great you way show me that one you must show me that one yeah. after <laughs> but yeah, do you know what do it as a post yeah. and everyone can watch it yeah everyone it's actually in one content. of my uh, on the, my bunker post um, if you slide right I explain the butterfly grips that'll get you hitting them high there we go so yeah so there's one really good example of like the level you're going to, to improve your coach so it's fantastic yeah and I'm going over to America next week uh, to a guy uh, Dana Dalquist is his name oh, Dana Dalquist if you're not following Dana Dalquist on Instagram then you, you need to start I'll actually put obviously all the David's details will be below but also put Dana's because if you're not following Dana then what do you even do with your life <laughs> tell us a bit about Dana Dalkus now that, that is even happening if you can yeah like um, Dana he coaches Charles Howell and like but he coaches a load of um, tour players and he coaches off the concept of Morad which is basically Mac O'Grady's um, philosophies of getting the shaft shallow on the downswing and like shallow is really the whole base of my teaching and you, Tour you'll see me, shallow. yeah really shallow and you'll see me uh, referring to the p system and that's the kind of stuff that i learned from dana and i'm going over to learn a bit more and going over in two weeks time 
to Dana for three days and then so by the time this show goes out it'll be last week okay yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. I'll nearly be able to come back and tell you about <laughs> how we got on Dude, we can do the outro together yeah so I'm going over yeah to Palm Beach we're going uh, and I'm going to the Honda Classic for staying in PGA National so it'll be a lovely trip with my uh, how bad? cousin yeah how did that come about? Like, how did you get in touch with Dane in the first place? Um, I don't know. Tell me it was Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh, and nice. I've done some stuff with him already, and I've learned his basic stuff already. And he's been so good in the sense that, like, so helpful. And I really look forward to the three days over in America with him. And yeah, it's 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 been helped my coach in no end, and I'm and I'm delighted to have found him. Oh, you're coming from the school of Pete Cowan and the school of Dana Dalquist. You're definitely one of the pros I'll hundred percent be looking out for in terms of what you're doing in the next couple of years. So, what does the next couple of years look like for you? What are your goals, or what are you striving to achieve over the next couple of years? Um, I'm just looking to be. Uh, get really 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 good at my trade and I think the rest will look after itself um, I have a lot of good players coming to me already I'm sure there's more going to come um, uh, being the, the golf pro that can you can come down and spend a half a day with me and you can screen yourself and I can give you corrective exercises in the gym advise you on yoga advise you on like the routes that I think might be best for you going forward so like yeah like building ball strikers for the future and ball strikers are where it's there's at a, there's a slogan right there David Ruddy building better ball strikers huh? yeah well at the end of the day putters don't last and <laughs> now being good at putting is a great thing but if you look at the statistics it's all ball striking that is keeping you out in the tour and that's why Rory is the player of the de- decade become a ball striker and you'll make more money 100% right um, everyone that comes on the show is subject to a Spanish style inquisition uh, Q&A at the end right no bother so, so you're ready for this one yeah right <laughs> no I think the Tipperary match is over there in the background so um, it mightn't be as loud so hopefully the, the last 25 minutes chat has been audible everyone I'll find out in post but are you ready for the Q&A David yeah we'll go for it right what would your walk on song be um, my walk on song would be Whoa. Jerry Cinnamon would um, canter. I'd be doing well to find that one, I'd say. <laughs> gym or pizza? The gym, but one thing, Dobro's Pizza in Galway. I go there quite a bit with my girlfriend, and it is absolutely unbelievable. Carb loading, but what a place. Dobro's. Yeah. Very good. Um, hat, visor, or bucket hat? Uh, hat for me, yeah, and plenty of them. Did you see the post, uh, it would be a couple of weeks ago now, of the Irish panel in South Africa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keelan and, um, is it Leicester? And they're all wearing bucket hats. It's good, keep the keep the sun away from the ears. But like, at least they could have coordinated and like <laughs> worn the same one or something. Colin like Moriarty wears one as well, He's he's got incredible luck with it. I must get one actually. If I play like any of them lads with the bucket hat, I'm getting one. I'm telling you, I'll be getting one myself soon if, if that's what you can yeah. if, it, if it helps the scores, I'll do it. Um, Guinness or Heineken? Oh, Heineken all day. I don't. I think I've had one pint of Guinness in my whole life. We'll fix that now next time you come to La Hinch. Um, and speaking of La Hinch, La Hinch or Port Marnock? Um, I put the two of them down. I got asked on my Instagram the other day about my favourite course. I put the two of them down, but La Hinch for me, because I have some nice memories of the south of Ireland. Not very good. Walk or cart? 
Um, or oh, walk all day. Win the Masters or win the Open? Well, win the. I was up at Poor Rush. Winning the Open and Poor Rush. Jesus. He, Shane has done the two things that anyone. They win the Irish Open as an amateur and win the Open and Poor Rush. Like, that is just where it's at. Yeah, winning the Open. Would you rather drive it like Dustin Johnson or drive it like Zach Johnson? Dustin Johnson, just incredible. I think I'll have to change that question. Poor <laughs> old Zach doesn't get a look in. Uh, Instagram or Twitter? Oh, only Instagram for me. Very good. And play or practice? Practice. Love trying out new philosophies because um, if I'm going to teach it, I'm going to definitely try it myself. No, excellent stuff. Thank you very much for going out of your way, actually, to come and have this chat. Thank you very much. Really looking forward to what you're going to bring to the golf industry in Ireland. No bother. Thanks a million. Really interesting conversation there with David Ruddy, all about the IMG setup, getting into teaching his approach to teaching, hanging out with Dana Dalquist. Indeed, he's done just that all last week at the Honda with Daniel M1. Some really good insights on his Instagram stories. If you are interested in some coaching, even on site where he does teach or remotely, David does both. So get in touch with him. I'll have his Instagram in the details in the show notes below. Thank you all for pressing play. Please do head over to www.paddygolf.com. All previous podcasts are there. Might be easier for you to pick up the weekly one on the website. Please do sign up to join, in fact, join the Paddy Golf timesheet. There'll be a big giveaway in March that I'm currently working on a couple extra prizes for. So sign up, get your friends to sign up, get your mom to sign up. Thank you for all for getting involved. If you have any questions for me especially with a certain masters coming up in a few weeks any questions you have any tips you might have there is an episode all around amateur golf and the tournaments in ireland this year previews and who the best amateurs are and who you should be looking out for and who will be the next big irish name the likes of cormac sharvin robin dawson and the rory's of this world so get your questions into us we're looking forward to running those episodes for you thank you for pressing play Please do share the show with your family and friends. Until we tee it up again soon, I'm Paddy. <laughs>